So you want to start us in prayer, Kathy? Oh, I guess. Okay. Uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we just offer up this podcast to you. Uh, Lord, especially I bless Arnell and uh, this ministry that it's it's becoming, it's growing. Uh, and Lord, I especially want to ask um, that you send out spirit um, to calm our nerves and um, to just give us peace and to bless our conversation that it may be a blessing to all those who listen to it and uh, Lord we ask that um, you just increase the hours listeners viewers um, that they may be able to take whatever we bring to this table um, to their ministries um, to bless and grow their own and we ask Mother Mary, all the saints, and all the angels for your intercession. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's go. Let's get this done. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> do it. All right. <clears throat> Ready? The mission of this Connected Podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, share the different perspectives of me and the guests. You, of course, are always welcome to agree or even disagree, but as always, we hope that it is done in charity. I'm Catholic.Dad. Welcome to This Connected. Welcome, fam. We have a new series, and this series, the series, I guess it's not that new because we have like we're already at the letter J, and the letter J we have invited, and they have accepted. They didn't know what they're getting themselves into. They have accepted to be on this episode. We have Saint Mel Catholic Church from North Corona, Horse City, North Horse Town, Horse Town. <laughs> I guess you can't really call it a city. You're just north of Corona, which I guess we can't even say you're like north COVID. Uh, You know, those Catholic dot dad jokes just doesn't work sometimes. But welcome, guys. We have Kathy and Monique, leaders of um, St. Mel's Youth Ministry. What are you guys called anyways? St. Mel Life Teen. (laughs) (laughs) I love that because when I used to be a youth ministry coordinator, they always ask, what's your name? Um, St. Mary's Life Teen. No, no. What's your name? Like, like some ministries have like super cool names and you're like, I know. "Um, No, we're just St. Mary's. You guys are just Mm -hmm. St. Mel's. But, (laughs) but I remember seeing you guys uh, a long time ago. Um, 
on on Instagram, you guys were probably one of the first youth ministries who used social media um, pretty well. Um, Thank you. And I was like, wow, they're really doing that. And and so that's why we did it, because other ministries were doing it. And back in the day, kind of like with, with everything, the Catholic Church is a little late uh, because we want to test it out. You know, other, um, our Protestant brothers and sisters were all over social media and using it. And we're all, we were thinking... Well, safe environment-wise, can we really do that? Can we friend our youth? Can we do that? And and I remember saying to some people, well, St. Mel is doing it. And they were like, okay. Like, okay. So I never really got permission to do it. Yeah. I just used you guys. So... <laughs> Tell us about you. You know, who are you, Kathy? Let's let's first talk about Kathy, and then Kathy, you can introduce Monique. Uh, Kathy, you are the youth minister at Saint Mel. So Correct. tell us about you and how you ended up becoming the youth minister at Saint Mel. Okay. Well, uh, hi, I'm Kathy. Um, let's see. So. Uh, I've been with St. Mel officially, I guess you could say, uh, for about three years now. Um, my husband was part of St. Mel. I'm not sure. I think he said 12 years. <laughs> Maybe that's not quite right. But um, he was teaching catechism uh, for confirmation at St. Mel. And uh, when we were dating, he was like, hey, why don't you come down and help me? And I said, okay, <laughs> sure. And uh, I had dabbled a little bit with like youth ministry, um, but I didn't feel like it was my forte because I come from serving young adults. And um, I felt like, oh, that was, that's my passion, like young adults, you know, because I, I felt like I could connect, you know, I could be raw and real. Um, and I guess I didn't picture like doing that with youth, <laughs> not quite sure why, but, um, as time went on serving with confirmation and all that good stuff, um, just a little bit before we got married. And then right after I started helping with youth ministry, which is how I met Monique. Um, and Monique, uh, she is one of our leaders. Um, you can say hi, Monique. <laughs> Hello guys. It's me. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but I also met some other wonderful people. Uh, we've got uh, one of our teammates, Danny, and um, now Andre, he's new. And uh, yeah, so I was helping uh, my husband, his name is Chepe, uh, with the youth minister uh, before me. And she was great. She was awesome. Um, she was so knowledgeable about the faith. When it came to questions, I saw the students always going to her, all that good stuff. So I kind of didn't picture myself like being a leader leader. I was just like, oh, I'm here to help. And you need me to do something? Okay, great. You want me to lead a table? Sure. <laughs> I guess. Don't let the teenagers eat me, please. <laughs> um, but then uh, 
she she was doing two jobs. She was a youth minister, and then she also had another um, full time position. And um, there was some other stuff going on with her family, so she felt called to um, stop being the youth minister and go and do other stuff, take care of her things. And so St. Mel was left without a youth minister all through summer, um, what, 2019? Yeah. 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 2019. And then, you know, they kept looking around, asking. Um, they would ask Chepe, hey, you want to be the youth minister? And he's like, no, because uh, we we have a daughter. She's about to be two. And um, now we have another one on the way. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, but at the time we were like, you know, it's, it's going to be too much for him because he's got a full-time job, all that stuff. And then, you know, our, our daughter who we would bring (laughs) to youth ministry, everybody loved her. Um, And then people started asking if I was going to be teaching confirmation or if I was going to like, take over youth ministry. And uh, my first reaction was, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Cause I, I, I just didn't think that I had, you know, the talents, um, you know, kind of using the youth, the old, the previous youth minister as my um, example. <laughs> like I, I'm not as smart as her. I'm not as educated. You know, she was on fire and not that I'm not on fire, but I I didn't feel like I just had enough knowledge to answer questions from the students. I was standing there like a deer caught in headlights. I I, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. (laughs) Um, But then because people kept asking and my husband was encouraging me to at least think about it and pray about it. I decided, okay, I'm going to pray a St. Joseph Novena for a month, the 30-day one, and I'm going to see if the Lord is calling me to apply. That's it, just to apply. (laughs) Um, And not five days in to my Novena, the pastor calls me and he says, can you you please come in for an interview? Um, (laughs) We we would love to talk to you. I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) St. Joseph! (laughs) You're like, hey, Joseph, I said 30 days. Exactly. I, exactly. I was like, I was set on you answering that prayer at the end of the month, not the beginning of the month. Yeah, but St. Joseph said, yeah, but Mary is pregnant and she's going to give birth sooner than 30 days. I need you. Like, come on, Kathy, let's go. So um, the next week I went in for an interview and, um, you know, the pastor basically just asked me like, but you like the youth, right? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, that pretty much I was hired that day. And it turned out that, um, at the previous staff meeting, all the staff, cause they had known me, you know, had gotten to know me over the past, um, you know, two and a half ish years, uh, helping and stuff that, um, you know, Chepe was of good stock and he is very reliable and that, um, he was, uh, very on fire for the Lord and especially serving the youth and her, you know, his wife must be 
good too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they just submitted my name to call and that was the end. <laughs> so I got sucked in. So that, and now here I am. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's really beautiful. And I, I love the fact that, that um, how you got there mm-hmm. was your husband, you know, the, the worst pickup line. Hey, uh, want to go with me to youth group? <laughs> if you are a young minister out there and you're dating, don't use that. Don't no. don't use youth ministry as as a dating line. Just kidding. It obviously <laughs> worked. So um, if it worked for Kathy, you know, try it out on the the future queen of your life. Invite them to your youth group. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been a fluke because uh, I was like, I, I don't know what what's going to happen, but okay, sure. <laughs> And, and I, you know, most people who are in ministry, who aren't professional youth ministers, mm-hmm. uh, don't go in and just start applying. And most people who are in youth ministry that I've seen fell into it just like you. There was mm-hmm. a need. There yes. was a person. She's a disciple. He's a disciple. They're disciples. And so let's give them the task. I always envision that with the 12 disciples. Uh, everyone was walking around feeling like they're ill-prepared, not quite the person who can do the job. <clears throat> and they walked around with Jesus. And then there's this guy, Paul, who is like super crazy about his faith and is doing major things. And everyone's there sitting around saying, well, I can't do what Paul does. Mm-hmm. And Jesus goes to them and says, well, I didn't expect you to do what Paul does. I expect you to do what Kathy does. Yeah. And that's how I always tell people is, well, you're not expected to do what he or she does. You're expected to do what you do. And you have your own charism. And people are attracted to that. And obviously, people are attracted to that to have this secret meeting behind your back and talk about you and then say, let's get her. Let's go fish her out of that water. And they succeeded. It's like you just fell into that. Mm-hmm. I call mm-hmm. that Catholic quicksand. Yeah. St. Joseph's just like, he's like lassoing me. Right, just pulled <laughs> right here. Yeah, you can't get down. You're in the net. Mm-hmm. You're already in the net. They reeled you in. You're one of them. You're in the boat. So good luck. Pretty much. Right? They didn't even give you like like tools. It's like, here, you're in the boat. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Go, go fish for some more. Yeah. And then yeah. you caught a big fish. You, and you brought that big fish. It's Monique. Yes, yes. Monique has been like a huge support to me. I can't even, I can't even like put words together for that. <laughs> Actually, Aww. the first time I I did see you guys is praying the the Divine Mercy Chaplet on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually Monique who I saw first. So I was like, oh, look, they have a new youth minister at, at um, St. Mel. And I was like, and it's Monique. And again, youth ministers are like, oh, and she's having one of her youth, Kathy, to uh, pray with her. <laughs> I know. I look 12. <laughs> Everyone looks 12 for me. But, um, but, you know, tell us about Monique. Monique, tell us about Monique. <laughs> <laughs> Something about myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been with St. Mel for a very long time, not uh participating fully other than going to mass 
um, until around 2016, I would say. Um, we were, me and my husband, we've been married seven years now. Um, we were, you know, going to church on Sundays, sometimes missing church, you know, not making it a priority. And my parents are very active and we decided to go to Alpha, uh, Alpha program there. And uh, so we did. And my mom's always been involved with it. And I know it's a really good one. And it was, it was amazing. It was really good. We had gone to Curcio and we just wanted to do like be more involved. And so the next year we started helping with Alpha and um, uh, my husband and I were going through kind of some struggles, not with our relationship, but just with um, trying to have family. And so, you know, we just, it's just where like God tells you, you know, you can't rely on yourself. You need to rely on me. So we needed to go grow stronger in our faith. And um, so my husband, Rigo, he um, was just trying to find something <laughs> to do. And so he, he started a uh, clothing brand called Lit. And he got it, the idea, because one of the youth at the table, who was one of the daughters that was... Um, one of the daughters of a mom that was at our table, she was like, St. Mel Life Team is lit. And he was like, oh, St. Mel's is lit. And then he's like, that should be a shirt. And then so we came up with the um, Living in the Trinity, which was the brand that we made. And we decided to help make youth shirts for the retreats. So at that time, um, uh, Abraham was the youth leader there. So he decided to ask Abraham you know, hey, um, do you need any help making shirts? You know, I, I'm starting this brand, like we can help you out. Um, and, and Abraham, <laughs> he, was the, he was the one that got us into youth ministry. He was like, well, yeah, but come check out the ministry first, you know, come to one of us and see what we do. And, you know, he's just like a Jedi of youth ministers. He was just amazing with the kids. And it was like, um, it was really nice. And so uh, he was, he ended up asking us, do you guys want to help with life teen? And, and I was like, I work two jobs and, you know, uh, but we'll try and we're helping with alpha, but, you know, we'll try. And I asked my husband, you know, if I start something, I'm going to stay because I'm very loyal. He's like, okay, well, let's just help out, you know? Okay. <laughs> so we did. And then, so once we started helping out, um, my husband ghosted me at life. <laughs> and then I was the one that stayed for until now. So he he's he's always been like supportive of the youth and everything. It still helped make the shirts, but he's kind of more of a I'm in the background. I'm gonna help move tables for you. I'm gonna bring you some food and then I'm gonna go. <laughs> but he's always, you know, there and it was just it's been a real blessing to be there with um, with the youth and just seeing, seeing them grow and just, it's only been a few years, but I feel like I've been there forever. It's just like our second home. So now, yeah. Have you become like either the, the older sister or are you like the, the mama bear? I'm more, I think I'm more of an older sister. I'm just kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, you can talk to me, you know, whatever you guys want. I, I feel like I'm more of a professional assistant. <laughs> The youth ministers that I've seen, so I've been Abraham, and he was just on his way out when I was coming in, mm. and then you know with Katie while she was there, 
um, just trying to help her out with whatever she needed. And then now with Kathy too, um, where it always feels like, okay, um, once, once the team grows, I guess I can go on my way out, you know, and, um, and (laughs) (laughs) no, like, that's what I'm saying. Just like you said, like, you know, the Holy spirit just tells you, nope, not, not today, not this year. Not this year. (laughs) You know, yeah. You know what? That's wonderful because every, I, I, that is one commonality with almost every single youth minister that I've spoken to. That it's not simply them, but they always have this one or two people behind them that actually, one, encourages, two, does a lot of the extra work um, mm-hmm. and keeps it moving. Because I tell you, if it was only the youth minister doing it, and it's, it'll drive you insane because there's you don't have enough hands uh, mm-hmm. to do so many things. For me, it was it was this woman named Anna Montano. I got to give a shout out to her because we would never succeed if we if I did not have Anna, who was the one praying for us, who was the one who was doing all the other stuff that you know you just overlook. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, when you have someone who finds the things that, hey, you haven't done this. I'm like, oh, yeah, can you do that for me? It's like it, it's like you get to do the fun stuff and the other person gets to do all the other stuff. Not saying it's not fun, but it wasn't fun for me. But, <laughs> but that's wonderful. And you guys both have supportive uh, spouses, I presume. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how is that? Are, are they like? You know, are they? Yeah. Well, here's the difference. I'm I'm a male, and mm-hmm. a lot of the youth ministers out there that you see are female. Yeah. Do you see that? And yes. I think sometimes um, it's easier. You know, this is just me looking at it. I think it's easier for women to be the youth minister because the the, the husbands are like they'll listen to their wives because mm-hmm. what are they doing at home? I mean, they're just watching football, um, and so you can easily tell them to come. But for some of the male youth ministers, you know, it's not as easy for them, I believe, because they're torn, because their wives are at home. They're taking care of the the, the domestic church. You know, mm-hmm. there's the children, there's the household. And as my mom always said, the, the, the home is the walls, the stairs, the floors, the posts, everything inside the house is woman. And the roof is a man. You know, he's the protector. Uh, you can't have either, but there's definitely more stuff for the woman uh, than than the man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know I, that just for me just holds such strength in women. Uh, but for you guys, uh, doing two jobs literally because you have the home mm-hmm. and you have ministry and you have other people's children. How do you balance life, ministry? Because I know, and you know, that ministry is not a nine-to-five job. No. So how do you balance that? Do you like, because there are some ministers out there who say, my youth ministry is my job, and so I start at 8, I end at 4.30, and they turn it off until the next day. Mm -hmm. And there are youth ministers out there who are like receiving calls at 2.30 in the morning because there's a, a youth who's upset and the only person that they know to call is their youth minister. So how do you balance that and which direction do you follow? 
Um, well, like I was mentioning earlier that my husband, he has been very involved in the youth ministry. Um, he's, he's been doing it for 19 years. And one of the first things that he told me was, um, you know, I've gotten calls at like four in the morning from students who were in desperate need of help, someone to talk to. And he's like, you know, that's something that you have to be prepared for. And, um, you know, just be ready that 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 will happen because they're going to want to lean on you, um, especially if they don't have anybody available. And so coming from that has helped a lot because my husband um, looks at it from the standpoint of, well, I've I've been there. I've experienced it. And now (laughs) now it's your baby, if you will. Um, So, you know, get ready. But there are also, um, you know, times where you kind of have to figure out like, okay, now it's time to turn off the phone or now it's time to, um, you know, uh, shut off for the night. I I have students messaging me at like 11 p.m. because I I coordinate confirmation as well. So I have students asking me about homework, homily bites, which, you know, (laughs) that's one of our things at St. Mel for our, our confirmation program. And they're like, I I couldn't turn it in, you know, (laughs) Uh, my internet was down, stuff like that. And my husband's like, okay, you know, maybe that message that they sent you, you can wait till tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of helps to have that like counterbalance because at least for me, I would just keep talking to people. (laughs) I wouldn't, I I don't think I would stop or at least I would get frustrated, but I I don't think I would um, like completely turn it off. And, uh, that's just one thing you got to have to have, have an accountability partner is really important, but also checking yourself to seeing like, okay, maybe I'm, uh, not putting enough time in my family or, um, vice versa. So just kind of seeing like where it's at and, and especially checking in with the Lord to praying about it, you know, um, you know, am I, am I going overboard with this? <laughs> no, no. I love hearing that. Uh, I, I always, I, I like to ask that question because it is true that, that sometimes people who are on fire with ministry doesn't necessarily have a, a spouse who's, who's equally yoked, who is not as on fire. They love God, but there's just this having to deal with all these little ones and and how much how much work ministry is is not the same as as regular marriage uh, ministry or the other typical ministries at your local parish like the um, the the ministry of of um, the the ministry for the sick and homebound well you visit them and after that you go home and you pray for them but they don't you know there's nothing more to that yeah. And ministry is planning for the night, mm-hmm. planning for the talks, uh, who's going to do all of these things. So sometimes when I, I find this funny because someone said to me one time is how much, how many hours do you put into ministry? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is there's not enough hours in the day to plan for ministry uh, mm-hmm. because it's constant. And although you turn it off, 
it's still in the back recesses of your mind because when you see something at the grocery store, it's like, that would be so cool to Mm -hmm. use. And so does that Mm -hmm. mean that's not part of ministry or does that mean that is part of ministry or you're walking at the grocery store Mm -hmm. and a youth or a youth's parent sees you and has a conversation with you Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden your 15-minute trip to the grocery store becomes a 45-minute discussion on how their youth is or how their parent is or how their faith life is. So those, I I think sometimes that's a double-edged sword for youth ministers because we love it, but not necessarily our spouses are like, where have you been? (laughs) Kathy, where have you been? You said you were just heading out to, to church to pick up some things. It's been two hours. Yes. Oh my word. I just had a situation like that, maybe I think two weeks ago and it was for confirmation, not necessarily youth ministry, but I told my husband, I'll be home at eight (laughs) o'clock. And then I had um, some youth come in and help um, one young girl who's already been confirmed and she, she's part of our life team ministry. And uh, she's like, Oh, I told my mom to pick me up at eight 30. And I'm like, Dang, damn it. I told Jeff I was coming home at eight. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I I took I took her to where her mom was gonna pick her up because um, I didn't want her to walk. But then I forgot that I left the lights on. <laughs> and um <I'm, laughs> oh sorry, that's my daughter. <laughs> you Hey, put a shirt on first, <laughs> and then I'll put you on. <laughs> I love that, Monique. It's like, uh, no. just, ah, put on some clothes. Put on some clothes first. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, to finish that off really quick, uh, I forgot that I left the, the one of the lights on or the AC or something in the office. I had to go back. So by the time I got home, it was 9 o'clock. My husband's like, where were you? Like, well, this teen came in and then I had to drop her off, but then I forgot that I left the lights on. So I had to turn around and turn him off. Oh, he was, he was not exactly happy with me. Yeah, because those excuses get really old. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the same thing. It's like, well, a youth and the lights, and I had to go back, and um, the spouse is like, yeah okay sure Mm -hmm. and you get the but we have priorities in the domestic church as well yes and so you get guilted on both ends yep yep he's like your daughter won't let me do the chores and i'm like sorry i'm i'm racing home as fast as legally possible (laughs) on the horse right yeah yeah i wish we had a horse that'd be great i have horses underneath the engine or underneath the hood. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about St. Mel. We, we're talking about you guys, but where do you serve? What's what's the demographics? What is the, the nature of your community? Because people who listen to this not necessarily know where Norco is um, mm. or what St. Mel's about uh, and what your ministry is about. So tell us a little bit something about that. Where is Norco and where is St. Mel and what, what do you guys do? All I know is that's Horse Town. What does that mean? 
Um, well, hopefully I can answer this. Mommy, or Mommy? Mommy, oh, yeah, that's your shirt. <laughs> She's like, look at my shirt. You want to come here really quick before we answer the question? Okay. Okay. Aww. Aww. Hi, Sophia. Yeah, you're Hi. She's wearing um, Yoda. <laughs> oh, nice. Says, the force is strong with this child. This is the way. <laughs> yes. Meow. <laughs> yeah. That's what the church used to be called. The way. Yes, I know, right? That's why I love I love Mandalorian because he always says, This is the way. And I always think, Yep, this is the way. Yep, this is the way, right. the truth, and the light. He also joins us in our rosary. Yes. <laughs> She's our little our little prayer partner. Yes. See, I always say, you know, start them, start them young. I started ministry with my daughters who were both uh, in high school. One was in middle school. And the beautiful thing about that is my middle schooler is now the coordinator for our middle school youth group. And as I walked away, they remained and they still pray the rosary. Uh, you know. but, uh, what I always say is if you surround your, your children with a tribe of, you know, this is actually what Matt said, um, if you surround your, your, your children with a tribe of faithful people, then they have a less tendency of losing their faith or mm -hmm. leaving the church. Because as a youth minister, you're it. And sometimes youth ministry, we think that we are the salvation of these young people. I'm going to bring them to the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and once they leave you in the time period of, of ministry that they're with you, average being two years, and then they move on, either they go to young adult ministry or they join some ministry or they go to a college and join a Catholic uh, group over there. But they're on their own. But if you don't surround them with their family who are also getting involved and being rich in faith and friends who are going to be with them longer than you and with other young adults who are going to be there to catch them, then there's a higher tendency that they're going to be lost. So developing that tribe around them and especially the big mm -hmm. part of that tribe is their family so i believe that youth ministry should be family ministry involving them and a lot of times you know parents are saying well how can i get involved i, I don't really know my faith that much and they're a little bit embarrassed about that and it's like no you know there's the ministry of pizza there's the ministry of enchiladas there's the ministry of drinks there's the the ministry of serving the parents themselves and having a conversation outside while you're waiting for your kids, um, mm -hmm. striking up that conversation, helping out the youth minister, developing mm -hmm. that relationship yourself. And sometimes I even used to invite parents, listen in on the talk. You just can't join the small group discussions. Uh, but they learn too. And, and it's amazing how much they learn. And that's starting to develop that tribe and then forming their small community of young people to to go out into the schools to share their faith uh, to not be ashamed of who god made them to be mm -hmm. that develops again that tribe and you know the hardest thing as as a youth minister to see is when your young person who is so on fire with their faith no longer practices 
Yes. But that's something where I learned from someone is that's something that you have to continue to pray for and offer that up to the Lord because it's not about you and what you've done. It's the seed that you planted in that person. And it's not you who's going to water and continue to water that that person to allow them to grow, but it's other people that's going mm-hmm. to allow them to grow. And so that's that's how I kind of look at things. Because the beautiful thing is when you're doing ministry for so long, people who are now your age come back to you and say, hey, I I still practice my faith. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what's your name? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember you. But it's beautiful when people do come back to you and and run into you in the store or Target when it's open. And they say to you, wow, you know what? What you said that one time, and for the life of you, you can't remember who they are or what you said that one time. And you say, well, thank the Lord. And I always try to use this because for some reason I've gotten bad with names. Is saying, you know, someone taught me this. It's like, what's your name? And they tell you, my name's Kathy. You forgot? No, no, I know you're Kathy. What's your last name? Uh, And then they say that and kind of makes them feel good. But. You get to remember their names now. Mm-hmm. So that's the trick of the trade. That's trick. a good one. Thank you. Trick <laughs> of the trade. That's a good trick. Yeah. It's like, no, I know your name. I want your last name. And then you can say, so how are your parents? <laughs> and then you're wondering, does he have parents? Oh, no. <laughs> they have siblings? I think yeah. they do. <laughs> so I asked earlier, you know, um, what... What did I ask earlier? Demographics. Yeah. Well, like, right. tell us about St. Mel. I was going to say, hopefully, Monique, you can help me out with this one. I've seen more like Hispanic fa- Hispanic families. Yeah. And- I think it's a mix. It's a good mix of different people. Um, the first time I saw how, how diverse it was, was during one of our festivals when I first started participating. Oh, and we had like, the Filipinos mm-hmm. and we had the um the you know the Hispanic and then like the Nigerian yes, and then yes. you know just the Caucasian and just the big diversity that was there um yeah and I think too because it's like it's Norco but it's also Miraloma Eastvale mm-hmm. that goes there so it's it's not just what you think of Norco like stereotype course town it's also the people from Mariloma and the people from Eastville who don't have a church close by Mm -hmm. and maybe they don't want to go to whatever uh, other church (laughs) (laughs) that's close by but but this is like before um you know Oscar Romero Mm -hmm. even um but yeah it's 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 pretty diverse um I feel like once Oscar Romero opened we became more is like we got a little like more of the hispanic Mm -hmm. um you know growing as well so but yeah it's it's interesting (laughs) because again you know stereotyping when you hear of norco you hear horse town you hear Mm -hmm. about horses and so you you presume that that saint mel is predominantly a caucasian cowboy church where where people ride their horses to church still because I did pass by. I've, I've been to your church one time, uh, oh, nice. 
and uh, it was a funeral. Cool. But you know, there weren't sidewalks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, look, no sidewalks. This is like country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember Norco when when going yeah. there, uh, and seeing people on horses on the main street and tying it up at the local, you know, liquor store. They're like just tying up their horses, and you're wondering, someone gonna steal that horse, or mm-hmm. someone gonna run away with that horse, or someone's gonna steal that horse, or that horse is gonna get away. And it's like how hazardous is that? Because it's not even like padlocked on there. It's just the, I don't even know what you call that—a leash. The you know, it's just wrapped around the pole. A leash, the, the bridle, isn't it a bridle? I think I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't know. Like, I, I always called it the leash. You know, the horse leash. Yeah. Now I came from Anaheim, and uh, I as, when my husband brought me over there for the first time, I was like, "What are we? What the heck is going on?" And you could just see that it's all like dirt. The the sidewalks instead of like actual sidewalks, they're just they're just dirt. <laughs> I'm like, how does anybody walk? Like, is it just for horses? I was very confused. <laughs> yeah, and it's a beautiful church. Yeah, it's it's like you go in there, and it's like, wow, there's an actual church. You know, I I first of all, I had a hard time finding it. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little lost our first time getting there too. We moved from Pomona and like it just was so different. We didn't know where the heck we were. And then first, I didn't know it was horse town. I didn't know anything about Norco. So I saw horses and then no sidewalk. And then we're like, where are we? And then we could not find the church. And um, and then we saw a camel and we're like, mom, where did we move? <laughs> we're like, where are we? <laughs> And we're like, there's camels here. <laughs> and then we just got lost and just saw, we saw llamas. We saw all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Wait, and, um, horse town and there's llamas yeah, and camels. And- llamas and camels and, and everything. So, yeah, but we, we found it and it was just such a little cute church. And, um, yeah, th- this was back in like 2006 when I was a lukewarm a college student, <laughs> and my, we just moved over here, and we we're like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, so it was, but it's it's home. It's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of of community, is that you you fall in love with Christ through His church. Mm-hmm. You know the people, the community. Yeah. That that's one of my biggest pet peeves is. Um, not saying that you shouldn't, that you can't find community elsewhere, but I always say that your community, your parish, your parish community is where you live. Yes. Uh, because those are your neighbors. Those are your friends. Those are the people you meet at the grocery store, at Denny's, at mm-hmm. uh, the local um, hangouts, and you meet them, and they're, they're your community. Um, I, was, I was watching uh, a movie back in the day in the East Coast. And, you know, if you lived in this community, but you're German, you went to the German Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And if you were Italian and you lived in this community where it's predominantly German, you didn't go to the local parish. You went to the Italian Catholic Church. 
Mm-hmm. And so it was segregated in a way, but they segregated themselves within our community. And that's what I love about what you said, Monique, is the diversity in your parish just is the same thing with majority of our 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 parishes is that you have other cultures intermingling. It's not like, oh, go to Miraloma, there's a church there, and that's where all the Hispanics go. And mm-hmm. there's this church over in Corona, and that's where all the Filipinos go. And then there's this church over here, and that's where all the Caucasians go. And this is where all the Hungarians go. And this is where, I don't know where Hungarians came from. Maybe I'm hungry. <laughs> Get it? That was my Catholic dad joke. Breakfast. <laughs> I'm missing breakfast. But but yeah, instead we have all this and so when we meet each other, then there's there's that because you're liable to meet more Catholics at the local Stater Brothers mm-hmm. than you will anywhere else. And I love that when you run into someone in the local grocery store, they know you and they they don't know you by name, but they wave because they've seen you at church. Yeah. in line at the the cashier and they don't even speak the same language and and they just that smile that mm-hmm. smile and that hello that's Christ for me you know because that's that's how faith should be so I, I love that and and that's why I always encourage people even when you're doing virtual uh, mass go to your local church go to your local virtual mass because You'll see people there, and mm-hmm. and you'll hear what's going on. Who needs prayers? Who's sick? Who's not sick? Whose birthday it is? Things like that. So I love yeah. church the way the lowercase c, the people community, because I believe that's just where you see Christ, and that's what yeah. uh, brings you together. It's not the capital C, you know. Mother church is our mother, but you know lowercase c that's our brothers and sisters that you can fight and argue with and have to come back to mom mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. my spiel i'm gonna hold on to that i was just gonna say when i first came to st mel because my my parish in anaheim that was my home i got all my sacraments there and i was scared that um i wouldn't feel at home um you know at st mel uh, just not knowing, you know, the the space. As soon as I walked in the church, it was this just like weird presence of like, I'm home. And yeah. it just felt so homey. And it was literally the same feeling I got from my home parish, my old home parish now. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is going to be good. This is going to be awesome. And, um, you know, now... If I go to McDonald's, I see at least two of our students, um, you know, working there. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Kathy, or hey, Chepe, what's up? I'm like, this is this is it. This is real. You guys are the MVPs right here. <laughs> Do you get a discount? No. <laughs> there, was, there was one time I, was, I went to Del Taco. And... Um, I got extra fries. And I remember going going to see that person the next day and it's like, hey, you know what? I don't want you to get you in trouble, but there's no need to put extra fries in my in, in my bag. <laughs> it's like, oh no, that was my discount. I was like, 
Oh. Okay. <laughs> so I always nice. went to that Del Taco for the, the, the youth discount. Hook you up. Hook me up. Yeah, that's why I got so big. It was her fault. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. All these discounts. <laughs> but wow. So St. Mel, beautiful parish, beautiful people, beautiful leaders. Let's um, take a break because I do have to take a break to thank our friends, our sponsors. Have you ever had that craving for some authentic tacos? Well, look no further because this connected. For the most authentic tacos in the Inland Empire, go to Taqueria Dos Portillos. They have four locations in the Inland Empire, in Corona on East 6th Street, in Riverside on Magnolia Avenue, in Moreno Valley on Paris Boulevard, and in Paris on South D Street. You can find more information on them on Facebook and on Instagram at TaqueriaDosPortillos.com. And you can also order online at OrderTaqueriaToGo.com. Go to the one closest to you and you won't go wrong. Best tacos. Support local family-owned businesses, fam. Tell them Catholic.Dad from This Connected Podcast sent you. And hey, while you're there, get me an Al Pastor. It's my favorite. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. We're here with Monique and Kathy from St. Mel Youth Ministry from Norco. That's North Corona in Southern California. And hopefully we'll get Monique's little daughter uh, in here soon as well. She can play. Um, And so what we're going to do is you guys are episode J. And so as part of our challenge, we would like for you guys. We're going to give you guys 15 seconds to name as many words as possible. Wait, hold on. For both of us or just one of us? Both of you at the okay. same time. You guys can go hand off and you know. <laughs> so 15 seconds on the clock for you guys oh. to name as many letters with words starting with the letter J. Ready? Go. Jumping jacks. Belly. Jam. Joy. Juice. Justice. Ooh, justice. <laughs> um, Jitters. Just. Jiggly. <laughs> uh, Jamboree. Jubilee. <laughs> Good job, Monique. I could not. Good job, Monique. My brain works better than I thought. It's like jam, joy, jelly. I mean, I- are you hungry? Maybe. <laughs> this is a breakfast. A little episode. hungry. It is. Jippers, jiggly, jamboree. But you know what you didn't say? Jesus. Joseph. Oh. And Jesus. Yeah, two words like Jesus and Joseph. Wait, but those are names. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, excuse me. I was, I was gonna say, say Justin. I was, gonna I, was say, like, I was gonna say that Jesus is the word. Uh, the bonus word okay. <laughs> but I'm going to pick this word jamboree so because I liked uh, jamboree um, I just love that word it's like why did why did you mention jamboree um, I was just thinking of a like fun party I don't know is that what it is 
I don't know. It's like a big huge you event. Like yeah, like a big party. I don't know. Which, which to me is what youth ministry is. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't it though? Isn't isn't yeah. every youth event and meeting up with youth a jamboree? It's like a big celebration. It's like a you know, youth are like a tabula rasa. They're like blank slates. And you can either mm-hmm. fill them with the Lord or not. I mean, there's there's really no option there. It's it's either you give them stuff or you leave them blank for somebody else to fill. I, I always love that challenge that when when we have youth, they come to you empty and you get to fill it. You, you know, it's, it's like a whiteboard and it's completely empty or they have some little stuff on there and you get to fill it. And I think that's what you guys do. I think that's what every youth minister does is they oh. fill that blank slate with everything that they have to offer. And there's always more space for other people to put on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even space for them to put stuff on there. You know, there's this one youth who I've actually um, never served, but she's being served by the people I did serve. And her mm-hmm. name is Tori. And Tori, who's in Rialto, uh, she has this board on her wall in her room. And so when she prays the Divine Mercy, you can always see this wall her board, and it's a blank slate, and she fills it with things that people say. So it's like a memory board. I don't know exactly what she calls it. But I always look at youth as like that. They're this big, huge blank thing, and you get to fill it with goodness, with yeah. everything that's Christ-like, with things of Mary. Uh, so that's beautiful what you guys are doing. But here's the next Catholic challenge. I think this is a little bit more challenging, by the way. <laughs> This is called our Catholic Challenge. And there's four categories that you guys get to pick from. And instead of 15 seconds, you guys actually get more. You get 30 seconds on this. So here we go. And so in the Catholic Challenge, the four categories are Word Up, Keys, Holiness, and Queens. So which category would you like to choose? I don't know, Kathy. I, I'm going. I lean towards Queens. Same. That's so okay. Queens. All right. So this is kind of like an uh, an inner city um, combat, then, because the current champion of this is Saint Oscar Romero. Oh. Uh, they're the current uh, holder of the title for Queens. They're the current holder of the crown. I listened to that one. So, <laughs> for you, Tony. <laughs> so, the category queens, just basically in 30 seconds, you are to name as many, as many what? As many Marian feast days as you can. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Kathy's like, yeah, I'm going to bring you down, Tony. (laughs) I hope. We'll see. I can't remember what his score was. (laughs) All right. I'll tell you later. All right. Okay. Ready? Set? Go. (laughs) Go. Uh, Okay. The Immaculate Conception, Presentation of Mary, Our Lady of Victory, Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal, which today is a feast day, Um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, 
uh, Our Lady of Fatima. Um, oh, dang. Uh, oh, man. I'm blanking. Our Lady of La Leche. Oh, yes, Our Lady of Levang. Um, uh, Our Lady of Lords. Yes. Time. Ooh. So you have one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Marian feast days. So if you guys remember what Tony got, Tony got seven. Oh, so yes. congratulations, St. Mel. You just threw out St. Oscar Romero. So people <laughs> in that area, hello. Sorry, Tony. Sorry, Tony. Just too bad. You have lost your crown, but hopefully you've met a Catholic queen. <laughs> Maybe we'll cut that one out. Maybe. So, yeah. Congratulations. You guys are the bearer of the crown. You Yay. guys are the, the, the champions right now of the category queens. And it's, it's going to be amazing. I... Wonder who's going to beat you guys out of that? Probably none. I mean, this the the wonderful thing is, if you guys like when we pray the rosary, the, the, there's so many Marian feasts. I mean, mm -hmm. we we were doing Zoom around the world, and yes. we were we were like saying, um, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it at every Marian feast, and then finding out that there's more Marian feasts than months in the year. And it's like, um, no, we can't do that. October would have killed us. Uh, we almost had to do it like almost every week, twice a week. So um, we're just going to do it every so often, Mother Mary. Uh, our tribute to you is all these people praying the rosaries all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but that's how uh, we discovered you. Actually, it was Monique. She's like, there's this thing called Zoom Around the World with Mary. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is people people actually thought that um that was really well thought out that we took the time. But uh I, I believe that the Holy Spirit really drove that because mm -hmm. it got me to meet Tony. Uh and we literally I think developed that in two weeks. Oh wow. Uh, and then someone said we should call it an initiative, and so we did. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and with the help and the grace of God, with the help of some uh, priests that we also met virtually, and what? all these other people from all over the world that we met virtually, it came about. Mm -hmm. And the, re the reason why we called it Zoom Around the World with Mary was because all of you guys were doing Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. uh, we did before... Zoom got really famous and everybody was using Zoom. We decided, well, let's do this. And we were able to contact 47 countries. And wow. although not all the countries could participate, because again, the fact of the matter is what we take for granted that everyone has access to broadband, mm -hmm. that the majority of the world does not have access. And if they do, the cost is is... is is not available for them. It, it's just too expensive. So, uh, so we're going to try again for uh, another Zoom around the world with Mary, and you guys are going to join us because Tony said so. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, but that's that's pretty much um, what we're going to do. So what what do you, what are you guys doing? So tell us uh, your ministry, what you guys have planned, what you guys have been doing, um, how they can get a hold of you, how they can join you. Okay. Well, um, as far as our life team ministry, because uh, as you guys probably already know, uh, Riverside is a purple tier, which is very sad. Um, we are meeting together for uh, exciting, you know, awesome virtual nights. <laughs> yeah. I love those virtual nights. Yes. <laughs> No one yeah. smells like Axe. Nope. <laughs> That's right. It's like a safe distance away that you can't smell us. <laughs> Bring your own pizza. <laughs> right. Bring your own pizza. <laughs> I tell them, bring your favorite beverage. You know, why not? We're just going to chill. <laughs> um, every other Sunday, uh, we do have a few exceptions because of holidays, um, but our next meeting is December 13th. We meet for only an hour, which before when we were in person, we met for what, an hour and a half? Or is it two? Yeah, an hour and a half? About two, yeah. Okay, I'm like. You're right, an hour and a half. I'm thinking of our setup time, Never mind. <laughs> yeah, and uh. <laughs> Oh, you're coming? I am blue. Thank you. Blue. Yes. Blue. Blue. <laughs> pink. 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 Yes, mom's wearing pink too. <laughs> pink. Pink. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, the children's are blessings, especially this time of the year when we're expecting the birth of our Lord. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and, and Advent is such a beautiful time preparation. Uh, when we release this, it'll be right after the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Just a shameless plug that we are uh, releasing an episode of the play of Our Lady of Guadalupe, just like we released the play of uh, Via Cruces. It'll be in Spanish, however, because I just love listening to it in Spanish, although I don't understand it. There's so much passion there. I just think it's Latin. I'm like, oh, this is just like going to a Latin mass. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. I can follow along. So I always I, I tell them points don't make it bilingual because it just loses it loses yeah. its passion when it's I have a theory that when we do plays mm -hmm. the and you're doing it bilingual you should have all the parts that is said by Jesus Mary and in Spanish and all mm -hmm. the Romans speaking English and that would make sense to me so it's like. <laughs> You know, they're speaking their own languages. So. Yeah. So what do you guys, what, what else do you guys have to say as we're closing here? What else do you guys want to share about your ministry? What do you want to tell the world? Oh, well, first off, I also wanted to add that um, we also do still meet for um, not 3.30 or 3 o'clock, but our 4 o'clock rosary. Um, we have been praying for um, the end of COVID and for all those victims um 
whatever other uh, intentions that whoever joins us brings. And so we're praying for them. Um, and uh, the other thing is, uh, shout out to Oscar Romero. Hopefully we can do another collab with them as well. Um, so check us out at uh, St. Mel Life Teen. Yeah, St. Mel Life Teen on Instagram. And we're on Facebook too, but seems like teens aren't really on that's, Facebook. That's for the parents. <laughs> Not really, yeah. Basically. That's for yeah, the- we're, we're blessed with the good Instagram that Abraham bestowed upon us. <laughs> the most yeah. carrying on. She's actually <laughs> on social media. That's it so makes us very available. I think it's just being available and there mm-hmm. where the kids are. <laughs> it's very important. Yes. Yeah. yes. Which is a perfect segue too about what to leave, I guess, with the listeners and, and just about ministry in general is like something that I'm learning. Cause I, I, like I said, I came from being with young adults and now I'm like, now I have to try to relate to, youth and it's been a while since I've been a teenager (laughs) but um just making the effort to to try to connect one of the things that really inspired me was like you know if I'm struggling then they must be struggling too and so that's why we started doing first the divine mercy chaplet and then the rosary because you know it just gives us an outlet to you know connect to pray and um, to just give that example of trusting in God that they might not get elsewhere. And especially because we can't be with them in person. um, This is the best that we can, we can give them. And um, yeah, I, we just had one teen come on the other day. who was like, yeah, I lead the Catholic um, club at my, my school and I do most of the talks. I, my jaw almost like fell on the floor. I had to like pick it up because I was like, wow, like I know it's not something that I did. <laughs> the seed was planted there and, and uh, you know, her relationship with the Lord just grew it. So I, I knew like we're meeting them somewhere and we're giving them a little bit more of that nourishment and they're taking it and just running with it and it's awesome so amen you know i actually want to show you this this picture if you guys see this this right here maybe it's hard for you to see but these are a bunch of trees different colors Mm -hmm. and one of our core team members had created this but very far in this corner there's a little person there's a little person who's digging a hole and planting just one seed And from that one seed, all these trees grew. But right below that is the blood of Jesus that feeds those trees and the Eucharist and the hand. And right there coming down is the hand of God uh, reaching out for them. So I I love this this, uh, image that um, our core team member made. That's why it's it's in my room because it's mine. Um, but that's exactly what you just said, Kathy, is you planted a seed and guess what? That one child is now that big tree and giving all the talks at the local college and you didn't even know. And that's the beauty of it. We don't have to know because it belongs to our Lord. 
It's yes. his. It's not ours. We can't claim it. We can't say, look what I did. He's beautiful. It's not ours. It's mm-hmm. for the Lord. Um, and sometimes the Lord gives us that gift of that person who we planted a seed in comes back and mm-hmm. says to us, hey, I'm doing this. And our response is, good for you mm-hmm. and great for the church. Uh, so for you guys who are youth ministers out there, it's not about us. It's nope. about the Lord. It's about mm-hmm. planting seeds. But what a wonderful thing you guys are doing. Just so blessed. To, you know, I've, I've said this many times, but I do believe it. The blessings of COVID-19 is mm-hmm. this, is connecting with all these people throughout the world, throughout the communities, um, with the situation that we have, just being able to connect with them through this media, this social media. I think that is completely the blessing of COVID-19, that it made this new form of evangelization to connect all these people together. It's been it's been a great blessing, I, I believe, to all of us. It's it's uh, this pandemic has made the church smaller, but uh, just like Advent that we have, it's preparing us for something big, mm-hmm. and we're in anticipation of what that is, and we're at home, and we're preparing ourselves. What we're preparing ourselves, hopefully, is for the birth of our Lord, that that's mm-hmm. being planted in our hearts, and it's just going to bloom. I just believe that I would have never met either of you if it wasn't for COVID-19. I would have never met Tony. I would never have met all these. I would never been able to go to adoration, although virtual at the many places. I would have never met the people in Greece. Mm -hmm. I would never met the people in Nigeria and in South America and Botswana Mm -hmm. or the people in Singapore if it wasn't for COVID-19. So, That's one thing where I say, you know, thank the Lord that he he allowed good things to come out of something that's so yes. bad. So mm-hmm. just like in the Old Testament, there are good things that come out of, mm-hmm. of bad situations. Uh, and as an old um, neighbor of mine said, you know, when bad things, when I believe the saying is when, when you get lemons, make lemonade. So here we are in the lemonade stand of Jesus Christ, just <laughs> serving up sweet, holy lemonade. I'm going to leave it at yeah. that, <laughs> unless you guys have something else you want to say, because I'm not going to be able to stop. We're like, oh, just want to say thank you, uh, Arnell, for this opportunity and also for Zoom Around the World with Mary, which has been a blessing for me, at least and sharing it with my family. And yeah, thank you for connecting so many people too. You're like a connector of a connector for Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag this connected. Yes. <laughs> thank, exactly. Yeah. Thank you to my, um, my, my young men who is part of Estovir Serviam, who came up with that, uh, that title, uh, because it would have been disconnected with a negative DIS. It's like, no, no, it should be positive. So hence, this connected. So hopefully, folks, what you guys have heard connected with you. And that's all we have for this episode of This Connected. As usual, we pray this connected. If it didn't, or if it didn't, 
please leave us your comments. We can blame Kathy for that and maybe Monique. I'm just kidding, folks. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> these people. You know, you guys are just such a godsend to to all of us. Please send us an email to catholic.dad50 at gmail.com or DM us on This Connected Podcast on Instagram. You can also DM St. Mel's Instagram to know a little bit more about them. Please subscribe to the podcast on many of the podcast platforms out there. Please subscribe and give us a review. It helps with the algorithm of getting our content out there. And yes, don't forget to donate because 100% of what we get goes to youth ministries out there. Um, We're needing some sponsors as well. So if you want to be one of our sponsors, come on board. We don't charge much. Actually, we don't charge at all. We just hope that you donate something to the local youth ministry out there so if we've been sponsoring you i mean if we've been talking about you and you're not donating to your local youth ministries well you know who's looking mm-hmm. yeah, mama <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um it helps in our mission to support uh the youth ministries out there so please donate you could Check out our bio on our Instagram feed for all those things. Um, and it's a good cause. So, as always, our prayers are for each and every one of you guys to be close to the church. And remember, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And as always, be blessed and be third. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at 
The Cabin 2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.